listeners, welcome to the Momentum Podcast, where our vision is to help real estate agents build momentum toward their goals. We are in episode three, and today's episode is going to be all about negotiating. Awesome. Corey, I know a few things about you, but one of them is that you have actually achieved a lot of success in winning for your clients in multiple offer situations. I feel like that might be a great way to kick off our conversation by sharing an example of a situation that you've had recently where you helped your clients win in that kind of situation. Yes, so I won an offer for my clients where there were 14 other offers. Wow. It was so (laughs) awesome, I was so excited. So, um, this was intense. The market here in Western North Carolina, as a lot of people know, is very intense. Mm-hmm. And we are we were in this multiple offer. The house is priced right, which mm. that even says a lot. It was just a really it was a beautiful cream puff, as some mm. <laughs> ninja selling explains. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the cream puff. Um, but I knew my clients had been through a lot and mm. Um, I was ready to get them this house, but I treat every client the same, obviously, mm-hmm. but this was like, I need this house for them. So I contacted the listing agent as soon as I left the house. Mm-hmm. I knew that they loved it. They told me they loved it. I immediately started asking questions. So the question that I asked was, what besides purchase price would help your client Hmm. and quickly found out that they're trying to move all of their things they have airbnb guests in the home through Hmm. a certain time frame and later i found out that no one else had asked that the other 13 offers no one asked that which is insane um because i think that's a really easy task call the agent don't text them Call them. Mm -hmm. Build that relationship. Next piece to this puzzle, talk to my clients, figured out what they're comfortable with, said, you guys, I don't want you to feel like if you would have put $5,000 more on the table, you would be upset. They were like, great, Corey, we feel great about this number. Hmm. Put it in. Okay. So I did that. I highlight the entire offer in an email so that they don't have to dig through, what is it now, 16 pages? Yeah, yeah in the offer to purchase. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Make sure they sign all the addendum that we have here in North Carolina, got all of that attached, put in the offer. Then I use what's called a bomb bomb video, which mm. I'm going to take a little bit of a detour to explain that. So bomb bomb video, highly recommend purchasing it. Um, I think you can use it for free for 14 days to okay. try it out and see if it's worth it. But BombBomb Video automatically connects to your email. Mm. And when you go ahead and do it, you wave and say hello. And it replays the first, like, 15 seconds or something. So I'm waving. Um, And then I just say, hey, my clients are super qualified. They're amazing. And they really are excited about this house. And sometimes I even point out, you guys, like, they realize that the roof may need replacing and that they're okay with that. I'm just going to give you that up front because my buyers said that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And give that stuff up front. Just say hello. And also a big thing is saying, 
I like to work as a team as soon as we get under contract. That is my most important um, asset. I really love that all of us feel like we're winning mm-hmm. and we get to the closing table that way. Mm-hmm. And um, so I share all of that in the video and then I also put it in text form. And about how long are these videos on average? Uh, a minute or less. Great. So really quick content. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my videos get shown to the sellers, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. Wow. <laughs> I find that very, I mean, that's awesome. That's exciting. It's but. almost like a different way of just leaving a good voicemail message mm-hmm. for an agent. Mm-hmm. But you're adding that component of your face. They get to see you and mm-hmm. hear you and, and kind of see you expressing mm-hmm. Um, kind of passion for your clients and their, you know, interest in the property. Yes, it's so true. People, some people believe that you can get away with so many text messages, mm. but really in our era, especially after COVID, it is more important now than ever to be belly button to belly button. And mm. that's like the closest thing we can do <laughs> <laughs> rather than getting in person with their, you know, getting, yeah, getting mm-hmm. close to this person. Um, okay, so back on track. So I've got this email written up. Then I'm going to CC my lender partner and my transaction coordinator. This is super important to me because I want them to, number one, know they are very responsive. So I even say in the email, these two are very responsive. They're going to help us get to the closing table, make sure we don't miss anything, help us dot our I's and cross our T's, all of those things. And typically both of those people will respond to that email and say, yep, Highly qualified. They're really nice folks. Hmm. The end. So that's really nice. Um, Even my lender partner has put in bomb bomb videos to say, hey, this is me. I'm responsive. So great. And then, um, so vendor leverage is huge. So I mentioned two of them, but a third really important piece is inspections. So I have an inspection partner that I absolutely adore in Western North Carolina And I respond with, hey, I've got an inspection already planned for this house in two days or three days. I can get it done. And then we can be able to negotiate or find any quick issues. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it right away. And that really helps people in this quick market Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And then also find a lawyer that can get things closed quickly and ask them what their time frame is. Mm-hmm. It's just really important to have this team um, when you create an offer. I think it really positions you as, one, a really prepared agent, that you've done a lot of legwork before you're even at the point of presenting an offer, mm-hmm. um, which I think for a seller, if you're representing the buyer, the seller is like, wow, like this is not like, you know, going to take forever to get all these pieces into place. You as their agent have, have already done all this work. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can see why that's really attractive. Right. And then a big thing is following up, just calling, I call the agent, Hey, did you receive the offer? Hmm. I can't tell you how many times being on the listing side that I never heard from the agent. (laughs) It's very amazing. It is amazing. (laughs) I just don't understand, but, (laughs) but there you go. Um, so the following up is huge. Absolutely. That's the thing. So, Kristen, I know what I know about you <laughs> is that you're really, really wonderful because I've gotten to work the other side of, mm. with you. Is 
getting negotiations done within a transaction. Hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's sort of two key, uh, points in time during a transaction where, where you're really using your negotiating skill. Obviously one is to, to win the offer, to get under contract. And then of course, as things unfold and you start doing inspections and, and you get further along in the process, there's things that pop up that require some additional negotiating conversation with the seller. If, you know, if I'm on the buyer's side. So, um, one example was uh, a house that some first-time home buyers were pursuing. We got under contract. They were really excited about this house. The sellers obviously were excited to have an offer, to have a contract, and to be moving forward. And so we proceeded with the inspection, the inspection report, uh, you know, sometimes come back very standard. You know, the, there's common things that we see in almost every inspection report. In this case, there was uh, another level that I think kind of startled both the, the buyers and the sellers. And in this particular instance, it was um, some old plumbing in an older home. And, you know, it was cast iron pipes um, and there were some active leaks in the crawl space and come to find out the, you know, the sellers were unaware. They had, they had not been in the crawl space while they owned the house. And so, you know, these problems just came up and, and had to be dealt with. And that kind of situation can sometimes be just a deal killer where a buyer says, whoa, especially a first time home buyer who is just getting acclimated to what homeownership involves and what this is going to look like. And they could have easily just walked away. And, but I knew that they really wanted this house. They had put several other things in motion in their life, you know, to make this, uh, this purchase possible. And so I really wanted to help them move forward in the best way possible while also protecting their interests in the, in the transaction. And so because I had a good relationship with the agent on the other side, that, um, was really helpful because we could get on the phone and, and just talk through the facts of the case. Um, and, and really just remove emotion from it because there was clearly emotion on both sides where the sellers at this point were like, we just want to be done with this house. We just want to wash our hands of this. We're moving, we're buying another house. And my buyers, I wanted them to hang in there and see if we could figure out a way forward. And so we proceeded to get quotes from different vendors on, you know, what, um, a pretty extensive plumbing repair would look like, what it would cost, timeline, all of those details. And, and so we were able to find a way through and, and it did require sacrifice on both parts, both parties. The sellers had to give a little bit, the buyers had to give a little bit. But I think when you can help your clients, um, even just for a moment, put themselves in the shoes of the other party it can really help them get a full picture. Um, and as much as, of course, we want their interests, you know, front of mind and, and represented, it does help when you can sort of take a step back and say, okay, just for a moment, let's, let's imagine that you're the sellers in this situation. 
And, you know, that was, that was really helpful. And, and so the, you know, long story short, we were able to go through with the transaction. They were able to get um, a vendor who could come in, do the work in a reasonable time frame, And, and so everybody was happy. <laughs> so, so it really felt like a win um, in the midst of a, a pretty challenging um, situation. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I really want us to kind of break down some principles that we mm-hmm. have both kind of shared and also kind of make them digestible. So mm-hmm. what are some highlights that maybe you have seen throughout this conversation? Yeah, I think um, at the top of the list, I would say, is recognizing that negotiations involve humans. And so <laughs> the principle of kindness and being human with one another, I think, is top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and demonstrating some humility in your communication and relationship with the agent on the other side mm-hmm. is of utmost importance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think about that, too, with the emotional piece, Mm. because there's so many times that you have to tell a seller and it's it's so hard to hear in the moment, but Hey, I think it might be best if I hang up and let you guys just talk about it and make it a date night or, or make it light some candles. You guys have some tea, (laughs) relax. Or I've even told clients since we're talking at 8 PM at night, Mm -hmm. let's just sleep on it. Mm -hmm. Just take a minute Pray about it if they're spiritual. Think about it. Just write things down. Mm-hmm. Like, just think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like you said, that relationship piece with the other side. Like, just if they get angry and loud, hey, take a minute. <laughs> let's just, let's come back together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this on my side. Can you do this on your side? Because that sometimes can be a huge difference. And reminding people, kind of like what I said in the beginning, reminding people, I want everybody to feel like they're winning. Mm -hmm. How can we do that? How can we come to terms? Because sometimes it can feel like if we had everybody in the same room, we'd get it done. (laughs) But if Mm -hmm. you can kind of humanize, like you're saying, some of these things Mm -hmm. and and put yourself in the other shoes, yeah, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Another principle that I, I heard in your particular example was how to leverage your partners, whether it's a lender, um, an attorney, a home inspector, a transaction coordinator, really leveraging your partners to strengthen your hand as you go into a transaction or into a uh, Mm -hmm. negotiation. Mm -hmm. And with that too, I feel like the that I always like to say the fact finding mission, let's mm-hmm. go on a fact finding mission. Mm-hmm. So what I heard from you was making sure you got different quotes from different vendors, having all the facts from the inspection, sharing it with the other side, mm-hmm. making sure they have all the facts, um, and sharing it with them immediately too. Mm-hmm. I think that's super helpful. And, and in that we, in that particular example, we had also engaged, Um, our lender to find out like, what are some options? You know, if we were to ask the seller for X, you know, how how does that help, you know, the buyers in this, in this situation with this particular repair that's needed? So just trying to be creative, trying to think outside the box 
And, and what I experienced in that transaction was the listing agent was helping the sellers to do that the same time I was helping the buyers to do that. Mm-hmm. And man, talk about teamwork. Like that really felt like we were working towards the same goal mm-hmm. and um, so, so valuable. And the vendor partners, it's just, that's invaluable. It's, it's not only like talking to the lender, but sometimes you can feel like you're on an island mm-hmm. and you're not able to figure out all the answers, but you've got to have vendors on your side that you can call up, mm-hmm. you have their cell phone number, you can figure out what the heck are we doing here? How does this work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it helps you get creative because they are in their lane and understand all of the legal stuff and they're in their lane and understanding all of the financial stuff. Mm-hmm. And we are in our lane with our fiduciary responsibility of what our buyers or sellers are willing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I saw this quote recently and I thought it was so powerful and it relates so directly to this conversation. But um, the quote was, think of the long game. A negotiation may only last a short time, but the memory of that negotiation can last forever. Mm -hmm. And I think the principle of your reputation is on the line because if you're working in a local market, you're going to become known. And what is, what is it you want to be known for? And, and what is that reputation that you are establishing with co-brokers? And so I, I love that because it just sort of reinforced um, a lot of these principles. Um, so that's one I'm I'm holding on to. That's so awesome. I love it. Is that the end of our podcast? I think it is. Wow. All right. Well, everyone, have a wonderful day. I hope you use the video, use the asking the questions, building the relationship, use your vendors. And I hope this is helpful and helps you build momentum towards your goals. Awesome. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.